When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 8 o'clock and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on this Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. 8.05 is the time. Thanks for being here. JR, anything you want to say? What do you like in your coffee? Bourbon. That's right. That goes out to Liz. <laughs> I want a dirty bourbon. That's right. Can I? Can I? Huh. Sorry. What does that mean? I'll be that, that was a fun fact dirty. about you, Don. And I mean, well, I've I've drank with you before before you quit alcohol, but I did not know your you were a dirty, dirty martini girl. I found out I very that quickly you, that I can only really have one. Because it's oh, just straight yeah. alcohol. It's just yeah. Then good yeah. for the night, and then I have to sit there for two hours, Lulu, wait for it to wear off. Well, and Lulu, oh, you're yeah. such a, a self-proclaimed oh. cheap date. You yeah. look at a picture of a martini, and you're swinging from the chandeliers. Yeah, this girl ain't what she used to be. Oh, girl, man. But yeah, I guess that's good. It's easier yeah. on the pocketbook. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, one and one, maybe two, and done. We used to be able to tear it up at Chambers, Lex and oh. I. Would. Lex oh and I would, uh, I don't know, have 27, 28 vodka cranberries and then go home. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like pure cranberry pure juice. It cranberry wasn't just juice. a little no, splash. No. It was... well, those are the days when your liver wow. can handle it. But nowadays, yeah. Yep. Gin is the only uh, alcohol I've had to swear off of forever. Really? Because of gin. Yeah, because of because gin of one martinis. Night? Oh. Uh, no, because of many, 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 many yeah. nights, <laughs> many uh, nights, Lex. One would say years. Um, <laughs> and my uh, my martini was, you fill it full of gin, and then you open the vermouth, um, and you pass the bottle by the glass, so the glass can smell the vermouth. Oh, my God. And then you put the vermouth back on the shelf and enjoy your gin. Oh, okay. And oh hold God. the uh, salad bar. I don't need the olive. You don't need no. any Oh, no. I got to have the As a matter of fact, juice just set the bottle of gin in front of me and we'll be fine. Right there. Just, I love it. Just just have it walk by the gin, the, the drink. I don't, I don't need just it to touch. Just a little smell. Just a little, it, yeah. just a little, little oh. bitty smell. That's all I need. Just a little itty bitty one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, it is uh, 8.07 and I had the open here, but it just, um, you know what? And we may not have the open today. I'm going to try oh. it here. Hold on a minute. Let me. I'm, I'm bound and determined today. Positive, positive. Oh, here we go. Time for sunshine, unicorns, and rainbows with Alexis. I need some good news. That's right. In an effort to cheer you up, every Tuesday and Thursday, Alexis brings you nothing. And I mean nothing but sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. She's literally riding naked on a unicorn right now. Woohoo! 
Watch me ride by in a parade. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Woo, I hope I have clothes on for this one because this is a parade for a two-year-old. Oh, cute. Yeah, you better have clothes yeah. on. That could get you yeah, arrested. I'll put, some, I'll put my, my furry costume on at Thank least. You. Uh, yeah. uh, there's a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so neighbors in, uh, let's see, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, they are celebrating a, a little girl. She's two years old. She spent 700 days in foster care. Oh, she got a virtual adoption hearing, and then the neighbors, once she was approved to be adopted by a couple who actually, uh, they applied to adopt her before coronavirus, uh, the neighbors and community had a parade to celebrate her. So she stood outside of the house, and they all Aww. drove by with posters. Very oh, that's cute. So sweet. That's adorable. I love these little, I said it last when we were talking about Cat Perkins, these little neighborhood uh, parades and people dressed up. Like I said, I saw that guy dressed up as the Easter Bunny on the Stone yeah. Arch. Just the, the little pockets of joy. I just and then I said on Star Wars Day, Lex, there was a, a guy dressed as a stormtrooper waving at people as they approached the Stone Arch. I just thought, okay, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. And, hey, a stormtrooper outfit's very safe. It's all covered. So. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I mean yeah. you could. Right. You can mm-hmm. really be protected and protect other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this little girl's so cute. Her name is Isla Moody. And that's her name. Yeah. Isn't that, that cute? That is a fantastic name. Isla Moody. That sounds like a show on Netflix. It does, doesn't it? The Adventures of Isla Moody. <gasps> I'm writing that down. I'm going to I'm going to create that show. Oh, OK. Oh, oh wow. All right. Start did, start screen. You said a lot of coffee. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Jason, you already have like four or five jobs. I'm sorry. Uh, Isla Moody. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Calm Add down, another Ryan one. Seacrest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Isla Moody. Yeah. Oh, so that's some good news. That yes. was really cute. Another thing that's happening, which is great that uh, let's see, there's a, an organization called Love Beyond Walls. It's a Georgia based nonprofit. They're dedicated to helping the homeless and they are installing portable sinks across the United States to help um, homeless people wash their hands oh. during the coronavirus oh, outbreaks. That's great. Oh, because I, I've thought about this. Can you imagine getting stricken with the coronavirus? When you're homeless, you have no resources, you are alone, you're cold, you have no medicine, you have no access. It, it's just, it's awful. I, 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 it makes me incredibly sad mm-hmm, as, how, sure. how, how, how this is racing through the homeless population. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, lots of um, this is cities nice. are installing these, so that's, that's good news. Yeah, because washing your hands, it's one of the best ways, social distancing and washing your nasty paws. That's oh a, yeah, I wash mine. Oh, oh Lex, the dog. And my dog agrees. Packy's like, yes, wash your hands. Pause. Pause yeah. right there on cue. Packy barks. <laughs> oh nice my Packy. gosh, yes. Nice. Good job, boy. Now hush. Yes. Uh, the other thing, uh, <laughs> graduations and proms, and there's you know a lot of talk about that. I know, Jace, you've had a little change of heart about that, and I know we'll yeah, get into I'll talk that about later that in a minute. Yeah. But some good news about that is that uh, there's a trumpet player in Sacramento. He um, has see he sees the little signs you know like congratulations graduate 2020 and what he'll do is he'll stop and then serenade the graduate of course from uh, you know social distancing yeah so he'll knock on the door and then ask to see the graduate and play pomp and circumstance and i think we have a little bit of that we do take a listen
Oh, nice. Oh, that's sweet. sweet. Yeah, mom took a video of of her daughter, and she's choking up and just really touched by by that, which is really sweet. That's some fine horn playing right there. That's true. Yeah, it sounded good. That's right. And then I have one more. It's more of a it's a local graduation. Yay! Good news, happy rainbow story. It's uh, Red Wing, Minnesota, Hanich Bakery and Coffee Shop. They are fulfilling graduation cake orders, Mm -hmm. and they're doing this with a lot of kindness. 800 graduation cakes, 12 schools, five weeks. They're giving away all of the cakes. No, really? Isn't that sweet? Oh, that's real nice. That's yeah. way to go. See, that's what I love about the restaurant industry. And, ba- you know, they're going through a rough time, but they still donate. You know, yes. that, that shows their their character right What's there. What's it called again? It's so sweet. Hanish? I wonder if that's the, yeah, I went to Red Wing last year just for a weekend. And I wonder if that's the little place we oh. went. Oh. <clears throat> Maybe. It probably is. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Of, you know, there's not a lot to do in Red Wing, so <laughs> we had a choice of like two coffee shops. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is probably the same, the I gotta, same place. I got to ask my buddy Kendall. She's from Red, uh, Red Wing yeah. and knows everyone, and oh. everyone knows Kendall. So I'll ask her uh, about this place. Oh well, there's 200 graduating seniors in the town, and each of them got a two-layer round cake, seven inches, decorated in their school colors. Oh, which is really sweet. Love that. Way to go, Baker. Baker people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on 814, Lex mentioned it, and uh, I had, it's not really an apology. I mean, I felt the way that I did, but I really have had a change of heart. And, um, you know, right after the pandemic struck, I, I got in the area here, and, and I was fueled by a meme that I saw um, uh, that was basically saying, hey, all you teenagers, uh, settle down just a little bit. I know you don't get to go to prom, but people are dying. And I really was of that mindset uh, at the beginning of this. I I was really frustrated. I was like, look, we're all going to be making sacrifices, and every generation makes uh, sacrifices, and missing prom isn't that big of one. And, you know, the more this has gone on, we're now entering a week 10. Um, I got to say, I've I've had a, a change of heart. And I said this to Colin yesterday. Uh, I was mentioning this. I've had this on the sheet for a couple of days, as Lex pointed out. But um, I got real sad because I was thinking of myself um, in 1992. And I know that's a long time ago. There are youngins listening. That's way, way long ago. But um, <laughs> You're I, old. I'm very old. But I was thinking of uh, how I felt. on. I don't remember my graduation ceremony. But I remember the immediate events after it. And I just felt such optimism and excitement for the future. I felt excited that my life was just beginning and that I had freedom and I was going to be able to go to school and get a job. And I, I was and just celebrate with your family. Yeah. And, and friends. Yeah. I don't know about the family thing, but I was not just joking. Oh, no, I'm, right? I'm, kidding, no, I'm kidding, kidding. No, I'm kidding. We had, a, we had, a, we had a great celebration at Mr. Steak, but, uh, but no, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I I, I was thinking I, I really do remember th- how I felt. I I, I went I went. Uh, this sounds maudlin, but I went to the grave of my great great grandma, um, my grandma Tildy, that I always talk about in that funny story where she spoiled me and gave my cousin underoos. But <laughs> yeah. um, but I went to her and I'm like, you know, Tildy, I promise you, I'm gonna 
I'm going to do good things and da-da-da-da-da. And I was just very excited about the future. And I just thought about the poor seniors now. They're graduating into a world uh, that's a cesspool, you know? Um, they're, Imagine they're, trying to find a job right now. Yeah, and I, I, and I thought about that because um, it was a culmination of things. I, I, I thought about the optimism and excitement that I felt as a Gen Xer uh, going into a world where I knew I was going to do better than my parents. Um, generationally, it, it was statistics showed that our generation, we were going to make more. We we're going to do better than our parents. And, uh, and then I thought about the unemployment. Lex, it's funny that you said that because I, I thought about my, uh, assistant Q who just graduated college and, yep. uh, he's telling me about the struggles that he's having, uh, getting any type of job. Yeah. And it just really, it, and, and the kid, that guy is, uh, anybody would be lucky to have him. I mean, he, he's, he's great. And I just, the two things just kind of meld together and I just really changed my tune and not that I want to apologize because I felt the way that I did, but I really had a change of heart and uh, to all the seniors yeah. out there, um, all the seniors out there, please just try to, it sounds very hollow coming from a 45 year old on the radio who's very lucky to have a job, but um, I just want to yeah. say, just do what you can to stay positive. We will come out of this and, uh, and I, uh, if I can do anything, let me know. I, I I don't know. I just, I feel really, I feel awful. I have a, a lot of empathy for the seniors uh, and the college seniors too, uh, graduating in this environment that we find ourselves in. So let me think about it. Four million people are graduating from college just this year. Yeah. And and it's just they're, they're going into a workforce. Going into people a workforce. People are losing their jobs. A retracting workforce. Oh, yeah. Geez. So anyway, um, I just, we're thinking of you there, seniors. Coming up on 818, uh, we're going to take a break. Elizabeth Reese is next with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Our show is getting ready to go from sassy to classy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Jason. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Reese is here with the Dirt Alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, friends. <laughs> Morning. Okay, turns out where there's smoke, there's fire. Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox are splitting mm. after nearly 10 years of marriage. So Brian Austin Green confirmed yesterday that the longtime couple have called it quits. Um, he revealed the breakup in his podcast. So he referenced the photos of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly that surfaced over the weekend. And um, interesting, he said that he had a dream while she was filming her new movie with Machine Gun Kelly. It's called Midnight in the Switchgrass. He had a dream that there was distance between the two. And noted that since the end of 2019, they've been really trying to sort of be apart, is what he said. Mm. He went on and huh. said, I will. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. Always love her, and I know she will always love me, and I know as far as a family, what we've built is really cool and really special. He said they're still going to do family vacations and holidays as a family and really making that a focus for the kids, and then he got pretty emotional, saying it sucks when life changes and something that you're used to that you've been doing for 15 years, you try and not get rid of, but you change. Oh. Um, He said that's the unknown aspect. There's that pit in my stomach. I really don't want Megan and I to be at odds. She's been my best friend for 15 years, and I don't want to lose that. Which makes it kind of sound like she's the one who wanted out. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yep. Well, maybe she did. You know, maybe. I still think it's a little bit of uh, a dash or two of what I said yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think she got married very young, and she's going through an ants. You know what I mean? I think there's an element of that. Yeah, and she and she was with yeah. him very young. Yep, and had kids young, and you know, and that certainly works for some people. But you know, the Hollywood life is kind of hard for that. Yep, it's very like, hard. And especially yeah. when you become famous really young, right? What do we always talk about? You become famous really young, and you sort of get a little bit emotionally stunted. Yes, at that age, it's sort of like okay, so now she's still sort of a teenager in her mind. And then she finds herself 33 with three kids and um, and her husband, who's, you know, 12 years older than her. And people have that age difference all the time. But that being said, it it is kind of like she missed out on some things. Mm, very much yeah, so. Yeah, they've had problems, too. Pandemic. Yeah, they've had problems right. for a long right. time. <laughs> right. Add the pandemic. Woo. Yeah. That's not helpful. Not helpful at all. (laughs) Um, Tristan Thompson is filing a lawsuit against a woman who claims that he's the father of her baby. So this woman's name is Kimberly Alexander, and she's made repeated paternity claims against Tristan Thompson. And in this lawsuit, Tristan Thompson calls her a wannabe social media influencer and pornographic model slash performer who's so desperate to achieve her 15 minutes of fame that she recently fabricated a false claim that NBA star Cleveland Cavaliers center power forward Thompson is the father of her nearly five-year-old son. So, is he refusing to take a test? Why doesn't he just clear it up, take a test, and... They're done. Well, this the results of the test conclusively determined that this child is not Tristan Thompson's. Oh, um, okay. but she's continuing to publicly proclaim that Thompson oh. is the child's father. And okay. so and then she's saying he's a deadbeat dad, saying he's neglecting the child. He hasn't taken financial responsibility for the child. Um, and Marty Singer, who's Thompson's attorney, of course, says to quote Michael Jackson, the kid is not his son. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Elizabeth just busted into an MJ lyric there. I didn't know about the paternity test. Yes. So, yeah, she he's... says that they somehow tampered with the results of the first paternity test oh. and all of this. And um, and so now he's filed this law libel lawsuit mm. against her, which will be hard to prove. It'll be hard to prove that he has lost something yeah. financially, particularly because of these claims. I don't. I think it would be hard to argue that. No. And if you lose, Hmm. to quote Madonna, Papa don't preach. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of quotes today. (laughs) Thank you, Lex. (laughs) So weird. Elizabeth, I've had, um, uh, there's an extra shot of coffee this morning or an extra shot of espresso. And I'm a little, a little. I'm on my third cup too. I know. It's kind of one of those days. It is one of those days. You know, this is really sad though. I want to let you know this before we go, because this is making a lot of headlines. Um, Gregory Tyree Boyce is an actor who was in Twilight and um, it is now being reported that at just 30 years old, he and his girlfriend, who is 27, 
were found dead in Las Vegas. Oh, so sad. So he was Tyler Crowley in the first Twilight movie. Guys, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I wow. couldn't remember any of the I Twilight know. movies. <laughs> I'm glad that I don't. I think my mind, it's like a, it's a mechanism, a coping mechanism. It just blocks it out. Yeah. Um, But cause of death for these two is still pending. It's really strange though. Very young. Um, We don't know. Wow. I mean, obviously it's going to, people are going to assume that it might be some sort of um, drug situation or something like that. Possibly. Suicide. Yeah. Something, something not pleasant at all. So anyway, that's a very young very, very news sad. to end on. But we're not done with Elizabeth no, yet. Because Elizabeth is sticking around for some TV talk. Uh, we are all watching, and I know you are too, my talkers. Netflix is dead to me with Christina Applegate uh, and Linda Cardellini. We're going to talk about uh, season two when we return. Uh, I mean, three minutes to be Arthur. And now, a sweet moment. With J.R. Ewing. Did I upset you when I turned down your little pass the other day? Well, you did remind me that doing business with women can be a very frustrating situation. Uh, I thought my telling you that I preferred your brother to you might have ruffled your feathers some. I don't care if you want to be with two chimpanzees and a goat. I only make an offer once. You do as you're told, we'll leave it at that. This has been a sweet moment Aww. with J.R. Ewing. <laughs> I don't care if you want to be with two chimpanzees and a goat. Oh, J.R. He has a way with women, doesn't he? Welcome back, everyone. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, Kenny, and now special guest star joining us from her extra room. Elizabeth Reese <laughs> continues with us. Okay. It's, let, a, it's a room with full wood paneling. Oh, I love it. Oh, great. yes. Nice. Oh, I love some good wood paneling. It really is. Like, like not like cool Joanna Gaines ship lab, oh. like 70s. Yes. It's paneling. okay. Straight up. I like, got some too. I hit it and I'm like, is this fake wood? Is this real wood? <laughs> it's great. What it's, is this? Hey, it's coming back. I'm sure it'll be back. If, it's, it? go- <laughs> it's, if it's good enough for the Brady's Den, it's good enough for you, Elizabeth. I agree. That's right. <laughs> True. I've got some too, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth in my house, so I hear you. Elizabeth is sticking around to talk about Netflix's uh, Dead to Me. Now, a warning, we don't do spoilers, but this could be spoily, okay? This could be spoil-ish, because we got to talk openly about this show. Yeah. So if you're not done, maybe turn down the volume or sing to yourself for a couple minutes. I will be doing that. Okay, yeah. Dawn. I'm just going to go away. It's for like a, a game show. Go, just yeah. Watch the clock. Let's watch the clock. <laughs> okay. That's right. It's kind of impossible to talk about what's happening in the season without giving one thing away. Exactly. So I'm going to do yeah. this just for legal reasons. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There we go. That prevents any viewer, listener from suing us. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, okay, season two. Overall thoughts, ladies? I liked it. Very much. Okay. Um, I think there were a lot of twists. It was just the nice amount of, I love the sharp dialogue. It felt yes. a little bit less screamy to me than the first season, which was ah. nice. Because in some parts of the first season, I felt like the dialogue um, was a little, between Jen and Judy, was like a little over the top. It was, I mean, Jen was really losing her mind. Yeah. And, and I yeah. felt like it got a little bit like, okay, this is kind of excessive. 
And then in the second season, I feel like they really hit their stride. Those two are so good together. It's unbelievable. And I love, I just love their interesting relationship. Their chemistry is amazing. And seeing kind of the softer side, too, because you're right. Jen was very, like, uh, frantic the first season, which rightfully so. I mean, think about what's going on. Hello. But um, now with the second season, adding that next dimension, I mean, and now, okay, this is what is so crazy about every single episode. Because like you, Elizabeth, what, two nights ago, you stayed up till like 1230 to watch and finish? I couldn't stop. I was finishing episode eight, and I'm like, I should stop. I should stop. And I was like, I can't stop. I can't stop. I know. I got to keep going. That was me last Last night I watched five episodes because it just <laughs> oh kept going. Oh my goodness, Lex! Yeah, but it's it's because of like you said the fast writing. But after every single episode, at the end there's a cliffhanger mm-hmm. for the next episode. Yes. So you're just like, wow, are they going to resolve that? It's a good line of the tension throughout the entire series where you're really. How are they going to get away with this? How is this character going to react? Because it's not just with what what happens and those two. It's the neighbors. It's their coworkers. It's their family members. It's the police. Yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> and every episode is like 30 minutes long, but it feels so much longer because so much happens. It totally does. I loved season two. I will tell you, without giving anything away, here is my beef. And, and Dawn, the, this won't give anything away. Here's my beef. And that is, it's a little too convenient for me. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, that all these things uh, happen and um, everything ends thank up connected you. and related. It's a small like, world. Oh, for instance. For instance, the Michelle and okay. the detective yes. thing. I know it. Oh, my gosh. I'm okay. in your brain. It's so scary yeah. in there. Um, <laughs> there are 80 million lesbians in Laguna Beach. <laughs> Lesbians are everywhere. They're like pears on trees. Yeah. <laughs> and you just happen to date the one lesbian. The one lesbian in Laguna yeah. that knows Christina Applegate and Linda yeah. Cardellini. Come on. It, it, you know, and one thing is Christina Applegate's character, Jen, does acknowledge that. She says, of all the lesbians. Yes. <laughs> of all the right. lesbians, this is the one that you pick? Yes. Yeah. Lesbians are like Starbucks. They're everywhere. Exactly. Well, and also, I that's funny that you mentioned that. It's so true. There's so many different things. You're like, okay, yeah, that that really, okay. But I'm wondering why the police detectives are so bad there. Yeah, I know they're because bad at Lunga. Like if she is a, if she is one of the suspects, you instantly. I mean, how many? How much Law and Order have we watched? Right? Yeah. Okay, None. I'll speak for myself, but a lot. Yeah. You go to the neighbor's house and you see, you know, hey, you all have surveillance cameras around. For sure. Let me see some of the footage. 100%. Yes. Like, why you, are they so bad? I know. They are They are bad. But and they have a bad chief. <laughs> okay. The chief True. is bad and it goes from the top down. Ding, ding. So then that, that helps explain that away too. But you, still. You know what I'm liking? Are you guys finding that you feel like it's the same sort of fun magic though as the beginning of Desperate Housewives? Yes. Have you been feeling yes. that? Yes. Yes. And that's yes. what I like about it, where there were things like that in Desperate Housewives, where it's like, okay, no, you know, but it's just the right amount removed from reality that then, then it doesn't stress me out, right? Yeah. It doesn't make me feel stressed yep. because it's just kind of like, okay, this is, and there's just a little bit of like a camp factor yes. that, um, that makes it fun to watch. And that's why I'm finding it, I feel like for people who are thinking, Oh, it sounds scary or dark or morbid because, you know, I mean, the whole premise is that um, Christina Applegate's husband is killed 
in an accident. Yes. Um, and then how Christina Applegate and Judy, who is Linda Cardellini, how their characters are related because of this accident. And it gets fascinating. Um, but there's just the right amount of disbelief to make it not stressful. I don't want people to think like there's a pandemic going on and I'm home with my children and I'm too stressed. I can't watch something scary. I don't think that's the case with Dead to Me. No, not no, at all. That's a good point. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I we're and we're talking about Netflix's Dead to Me with Christina Applegate. If you just tuned in, Elizabeth is joining us. I it's fun. I'm not even bothered by um the over convenience of yeah. everything um, because it's dishy. It's fun. It is Elizabeth. That's a great parallel. It is very desperate housewives. Yes. The mother-in-law is from desperate housewives. Oh, She's yes. Orson's mom. Oh, who yes. can, and six feet under too. That's yeah. Right. Six feet under. Yeah. The great Francis uh, Conroy's in it. Can we just acknowledge how good that mother-in-law is oh, her so biting good. lines i oh, love her she's the best when she, she shows up oh her she is so evil like if i ever cast a primetime soap she oh. is going to be in that soap because she's just with a look she yes! need words. yeah and the dynamic that you get because you never meet ted who is christina applegate's late husband you don't see him in the show and so when to understand the dynamic of like what she created with him and then why certain things happen in their relationship with Jen, it's so not surprising. No, no. The apple doesn't fall far from the nope. tree. Uh-huh. Like a little bit entitled. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love that they, uh-huh. the show also touches on the fact that Jen isn't perfect. You know, that Jen, Jen oh, has to no. look inward, that she was probably annoying and yeah. she was probably not a great wife and not a great mom. And she swears at her kids. I can't handle the F-bombs at her kids. That like stresses me out. Oh, really? The one thing I'm just like, oh, come on, please. No. I know. Colin was like, are we not going to acknowledge that? Are we not going to acknowledge that the little, the little brother just said the F word? I know. Are we not going to acknowledge that? And I go, well, it's Laguna, girl. It's like, you know, it's Laguna. I don't know. What are you going to say? It's so worth a watch. And you're right. You'll end up, you'll end up flying through it. I am kind of convinced that we need more shows that are in that um, length of episode. Yes. Because it doesn't feel like exhausting to get into another one and it's fun and it's bingeable and it leaves you wanting more, which is good versus when you're always in an hour episode, you're kind of like, oh gosh, I can't do another one, you know? But yep. 27 minutes is digestible. Totally. Yeah. It is. And then after, of course, after the the last episode, I'm I like, know. when is season three coming when out? When is season a year three from coming now. out? Yeah. It's going to be a long year. Yes. It is. Oh. Uh, Elizabeth Reese, everybody. <laughs> Today at three on Twin Cities Live. Elizabeth, thank you for sticking around. Oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, sweetie. Dawn is back, everyone, from the isolation booth. <laughs> uh, Listen to sound clips. She's great. Uh, we're going to take a... Uh, when we come back in three minutes... <laughs> In three minutes, we have yes. no idea what we're going to do, Uh-oh. but Uh-oh. I would really like you to stay tuned because in three minutes, yeah. it's going to be spectacular. It's time for a Mariah Cray Cray moment. So featuring moments for you, like a retro exactly. moment of gypsy, yeah. whatever. You're right. This has been a Mariah Cray cray moment. We have no idea what Mariah just said, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right, Mariah? That's a diamond moment. I don't care <gasps> what anybody says. That's right, girl. That is a diamond moment, Mariah. Wow. That's, that's totally a Mariah moment.
A diamond moment. What else? Do you need a fragrant moment, Mariah? I need a moment. I need a fragrant moment. Uh-huh. We all do, girl. We all do. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, Everything Aunt Esther. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. Thank you for being here. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we've been railing against not people that respectfully disagree with this uh, ruling or that ruling or, you know, they're frustrated with the stay-at-home orders. Well, we get that. Mm-hmm. But th- th- I think the four of us uh, on the show, I think it's fair to say, w- we have some strong words against the ninnies, uh, the rude morons who uh, don't just disagree. They get in fights with people at Target. They yell at staff members who don't make the rules. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this and that. I have another example of that. That's, uh, yeah, this is okay. So Uh-oh. here's a drunk woman. And I could stop right there. But here's a drunk woman <laughs> who is in a bar. Okay, she's in a bar that uh, just opened, and she's going around kissing people. Oh, boy. Uh, The bar kicks her out. No, you're thinking, well, that's the smart. Well, she's mad because here here comes the thing. They're infringing on her rights. To kiss people. Oh, no. Okay, so here we go. Here's the drunk woman calling 911. Oh, no. Now, here's my favorite part. Whoever this 911 operator mm-hmm. is, I want to give her the, the Medal of Freedom because her last line, it's like a mic drop moment. It's like a, something you would hear in a Real Housewives reunion. Uh, here's the actual 911 call. No, what doesn't apply in this case. Did you <laughs> hear the contempt in her voice? The nine one one operator. She's like, um, "What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Oh, because people God. are bringing up OSHA all of the time. That woman that I referenced, the Trader Joe woman, who I did a Twitter thing about, which I'm still paying for that hashtag Karen. Oh. Um, yeah. uh, Kenny, your your oh. response yesterday was hysterical. But anyway, I got your back, brother. Thank you. Um, hashtag Karen. Um, oh my gosh, I haven't. Wait, wait, what? What happened? Oh, Lex, I, have, I haven't seen them. No, Lex, I haven't told you because I don't want you to be. I don't want you to <laughs> yell at me. I don't want you what to. What just happened? Did you engage? I engaged. Oh no! A lot. Oh. I engaged a lot. Oh. Um, yeah. Something happened at the grocery store. Well, this video—if you Google Trader Joe's woman, you'll find it. She was, you know, look. I don't care. This is my feeling. She was. Re- she was just trying to make a scene. Let's be very honest. She was oh, trying to make yeah. a scene. 
and she got out her phone. That's the new thing now when you want to try to get somebody. She's recording, and the manager and the cart guy were so unbelievably professional. They kept their cool, and they're telling her that that she can't come in without a mask. And she's like, you're infringing on my rights. And I, uh, I, I have a, a, something with my health that I can't tell you that I can't wear a mask. And he's like, well, I understand all that, but I'll be more than happy to do your grocery shopping for, for you. Sure. And she goes, oh, I'm not nice. giving you my private credit card information, to which I laughed. I'm like, lady, get off the fainting couch, because I'm pretty sure you've given your private credit card information to Subway, to Grubhub, to Target, to Best Buy, to Amazon, to eBay. Come on. It's a chicken, chicken house. I'm Come on. Uh, <laughs> chicken house. I don't know. <laughs> So, delicious chicken at Chicken House. <laughs> that's a really good chicken at Chicken House. Chicken are us. Chicken are us. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, so I, I'm like, I am so sick of the Karens. And uh, yeah, girl. Oh. Yeah, I got Karens coming out of the woodwork just going off. And I'm like, you know, people are comparing it to the F word and the N word. And I'm like, settle, settle. It's not uh, even close. Oh, no. Speech and bullying and all this oh. nonsense. Yeah. People know that's the quick. Because you're to the get first one that said Karen. Yeah, but anyway, okay. be that as as may, <laughs> right. that woman in the the Laguna or that woman in the Trader Joe's brought up OSHA. That's the new thing, you know. Uh, read OSHA rules. I'm like, okay. okay. I, I, this is these are different times. Yes. These are different times. It's all yes. play nice here. Oh, God, but the night I got to hear oh. that operator again. Yeah, no, let's, let's hear let's, a little one more bit. time. Oh God, she's so good. Come on, computer. Come on, come on, <laughs> Bessie. Here. I oh, I have, oh. Oh, I have email, everybody. I have email. Stop have, emailing right now. I'm not. Yeah, don't email me, B. Arthur, to tell me to not say. T- let's take a break. Okay, here we go. Here's. Uh, <laughs> let's break it. Take a break. number one. What's your address of your emergency? in monkey bar, and I'm being told I'm trespassed because somebody observed me not obeying the law that they're not agreeing to under OSHA and under every other explicable... What are you even talking about, OSHA? They're not letting you in because you're drunk. (laughs) Bottom line. I want to meet her. I want to go to there. I want to meet that 911 operator. Oh. It kind of, she reminds me of our gal Hannah. If Hannah uh, was a 911 <laughs> operator. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wouldn't it be what great, great if Hannah. Bit. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. If oh. Hannah answered 911 calls, Hannah was a so 911 awesome. operator is my new favorite bit that doesn't exist yet. <gasps> Rocco, yeah. get on we, that. We need to make that. Oh, because Hannah would be the best 911 operator totally. ever. Totally. Because she would give zero blanks. Unless, <laughs> unless you were on fire. She's like, what? <laughs> what? What are you even talking about? Jump in a lake, okay? You're calling about that. This is 911. Oh, we have to make this happen. Rocco, I know you're busy, but come on, girl. Go out there and be yourself. No one can tell you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a great day. We love you. We'll talk tomorrow. Uh...